I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode number two of the Road to Divi One and the Gold Coast Marathon uh, podcast over on Tell Me Your Tales here. Thanks for joining us for the second edition of this little series. Blown away by the response of the first episode that went out probably uh, eight or nine days ago. It hasn't been out for that long. We're back for episode two though. Welcome to my co-host, the 62-minute man who will be running a marathon. Well, we finished a marathon this time in seven weeks. Andy Buchanan, welcome to this episode. Thanks, Brady. Thanks for having me. Um, having me back on. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been overwhelming. I mean, good to see we've got so many bad fans. You don't, have, you don't have to thank me. Victoria, but also, also Australia. This, uh, always. This is always your, this is your project as well, mate. We are, we are co-hosts. <laughs> this isn't me and you're on here. This is what we're doing now for the next uh, five, six months, kind of thing, until we get into Divi One. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's going to be good fun, and it's um, I don't know, it's it's funny how we're communicating so much more these days mm. because of this and it's uh no i think it's i think it's good i like it was a good response from the bat fans out there as well internationals um i heard that we're big in brisbane today had a strava comment as well saying there's a lot of bat fans up there in queensland that was from um who told me that that was from garth let me know about that today also blown away by the um number on the charts i think we got to number 16 on the sports Spotify charts up there with kind of uh, Bill Simmons and um, Andy. No, is it Andy? Howie. What's Howie's first yeah. name? Mark Howard. Mark Howard, yep. That's yeah, it. up there amongst some real big dogs. So uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll hear about Andy's train in a second. Then we're going to talk about some uh, bat information leading into the second round of the AV season at Lydner Park, which is happening this Saturday. So hopefully you listen to this before the weekend. And then we're going to call a member of the uh, Bats, one of our young guns, having his first year in Open this year, to uh, hear a bit about his running journey. So you've got a bit of buy-in, know what's going on with the members of the Bats. So looking forward to uh, yeah, spending the next 50, 45, maybe 60 minutes with you. But Andy, do you want to uh, take us through your training to start off with? Some, some two big weeks, actually. I've got your Strava open now, 184K last week, and then this week was 194 huge yeah 
Yeah, so probably, well, definitely is my two biggest, uh, two biggest weeks ever. Um, and they're, yeah, they're just, I don't know, sometimes you feel like you're, you're running all the time to try and get 160K or whatever. Whereas at the moment, it's just, um, I don't know what it is, but it's just kind of clicking quite well at the moment. So, yeah, yeah big weeks. Um, I had a few bigger weeks uh, when we were on holidays uh, three or four week, weeks ago. Um, but you know what it's like on school holidays. It's it's super easy to get all your running in. So it's it's been really good not to have any um, interruptions and just being able to focus on some um, on some good training. So for me, um, did we talk about last week's? Nah, so you've got to give us pretty much show? two weeks of training. Two nah. weeks, yeah. Yeah, right, all right. Um, so, yeah, with me, I've been – I do two sessions a week. So I do Tuesday and Friday, um, and then I do a bit of a, I suppose, a harder um, long run there. So that's what my week normally looks like, and then I just kind of fill it in with gaps. Um, so uh, two weeks ago on a Tuesday, um, went down to the lake. All people in Bendigo, all the bats know where the lake is, and um, probably a few people out of Bendigo know what the lake's like. Um, so really lucky down there, awesome circuit, Um I know you and me have done a have done a fair few runs around there. It was actually, did you like what I tagged you in uh, during the week on Facebook? Yes, I did. I always wonder when you get tagged in something from like I think that was ten years ago. Like, how did you even come across that in the first place? Nah, so it popped up. You know those memories on on Facebook, how it oh, says yeah. on this day, and then it's just like you like relive all the bad mistakes you've made. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what it's like with me, where it's just like all these photos pop up of you in a nightclub or something you're like oh shit yeah exactly exactly so um that popped up and it was um you must i don't know you mustn't have had your watch that night or something because we did some eight by one k uh literally 10 years ago uh down the lake and we're still not sure because some of them are in brackets so one of us dropped the other one but we're still not sure who it was but um i know i know we're going to talk about a result nearly 10 years ago down at Lardner park and you had me covered so i reckon it was um i reckon it was actually you dropping the bomb yeah so to fully let the listeners know i posted to your facebook wall this is what people used to do 10 years ago i'm not sure why i didn't just like text message you or like instant message you on the dm somewhere on uh facebook messenger but i messaged you asking if you could tell me what the splits are for my training diary because yeah obviously i mustn't have had a watch oh i'm thinking maybe my watch went flat um i'm not sure and we pretty much ran eight by one k's in like 307 306 and then somebody dropped the hammer the last two and had their times in brackets which i think i think it must be you because yeah well how would have you been able to clock me if i was in front of you yeah, I don't know. So just just for some context, we ran we ran the first six together: three hundred eight, three hundred six, three hundred eight, three hundred seven, three hundred eight, three hundred six, three ten. So we we're pretty sensible. Um, and then either you or me ran three hundred two, and the other one ran two fifty three. So one of us, one of us was um, yeah, feeling good obviously that night. But it's uh, Richard must have been that, there that night if we ran two fifty three yeah, to finish. No, I think he, he would have been. He wouldn't have allowed that. No, not at all. I've got to, yeah, uh, and I need to find that diary. I looked back, I found 2013, but I couldn't find 2011. I think I know where it is though. I have a flick back and be able to, um, yeah, confirm or deny who hit those reps. But that was, um, I looked back, that was a kind of good year for me then. I think I'd ran my 1500 PB that year of 353, and I think I ran 820 for 3K that year as well. So, um, yeah, I was obviously they're not crazy times when you look at some of the times I was putting on the board 
Um, but yeah, we'd, we'd smoke those these days. Yeah, eight by one k and probably just, three six average, three five. Yeah, I just had a bit of a laugh just because I was like, here we are, ten years later on, <laughs> doing kind of the same stuff yeah, <laughs> on yeah. a Tuesday night. But now it's good. So um, yeah, I was I was down at the lake um, and I did this did this session. Haven't done it for a while actually. It's um mile two by eight hundred mile then two by eight hundred, um, which is seven k worth of work um i really enjoy it because it's it 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 goes really quickly um i don't know what it is i think you kind of just the way you kind of break it up into kind of two different sections um and i was pretty surprised when i kind of got to the end and um and it was like 7k where oh shit that's that's gone quite fast um well the elf flies for the first time in this one so it was a bit of a bit of a crap day here in bendigo that that afternoon pretty cold pretty windy so i thought oh i'll you know what it's like busting out some new shoes. You we get have, pretty. Um, we've, we've spoken about this in the first episode. Remember, we, we had have. a massive conversation about this. Now, now I remember. Yes. Let's, yeah. Right. Jeez. If you're tuning in straight at episode two, go back to episode one because we've spoken about alpha flies and this workout in the wet and stuff. So let's well, skip I'm, ahead, Andy. Our memories I'm are blaming, not great. I'm, I'm blaming you on that one. So this week, this week, I hit, I hit 194k, and um, this would be easier to remember because I. No, but we must have recorded like day, mid. Be... We must have recorded midweek last time, though. I think. Yeah, I reckon it was a Wednesday. What about? I'm on your Strava yeah, now. I'm going to ask you about yeah. stuff I can see in here since we recorded last time. How's that sound? All right, perfect. What could go wrong? Oh yeah, we should be right here. So let's talk about this workout um, around what they call the wedge in Bendigo. 4K, oh, yes. yep. 4 by 80 second hills, 4K, 4 by 80 second hills. Looked like a good yeah. bat, bat turnout for this one as well. It was actually. Um, some good juniors and, uh, yeah, there's a few few members there that will be um, in our cross-country team actually. So this is a bit of a uh, – Scotty loves this. He calls this the big boy session. So occasionally I'll do uh, tempo hills and tempo or um, – but I actually haven't done the tempo hills, tempo hills for a while. Um so it's 16k total, um, and the the motivation on this one was to um, have a crack at at the beasts uh, CR around the wedge. Um, just a bit of bit of fun banter there between Cookie and I. Um, so it was it was pretty much uh, 4k at half marathon intensity was the kind of goal. Um, we did this one pretty early. It was quite quite chilly. Um, so the first first rep was just you know what it's like when it's cold just really hard to get to get going and you feel like you're you've mm. only just warmed up kind of halfway through the rep um but hit uh 12.09 for the first 4k um and then did some some gentle hills they're probably not as um steep as what we're used to but scotty was just after a just a little bit of resistance up the hills and nothing too um extravagant and then uh managed to hit 11.34 um for the second 4k um which is probably what is it what k rate would that be uh 253 per k so i felt pretty good on that um so was that still half marathon intensity or did you like intentionally was that feel as hard as the first one but because you're warmed up more it felt similar yeah no it actually it actually felt easier um just because we were warmed up i think um so it it probably it felt easier, but at the same time, I was probably working slightly harder just because of that added fatigue through already doing 4K and then also a fair few hills. Um, but I kind of got got rolling on that one and felt and felt pretty good. Um, 
and it was quite funny actually we were running past the there's a primary school there and it would have been oh, it might have been quarter to eight and just truckloads of cars were rocking up we're like what's going on here like why why are there so many kids and you have to run on the road and it's a little bit sketchy and uh we found out it was mother's day breakfast so like every single kid mm. and their mum were coming into school nice and early and here we were like a group of five or six of us just absolutely sprinting down the roads they probably thought what was going on here so that made that session quite um quite interesting but it's a uh it's a good fun session that one i really i enjoy it uh, um it's it's a pretty big session just in terms of volume and also with the hills in there so you feel pretty um pretty tired after it but i find it's really good for building the strength you need for um for cross country and also for kind of half marathon marathony kind of work so it was yeah it was good fun actually very good and then like i'm just looking at your easy days like there's not many days where you're covering less than kind of 24k like yeah you know there's not not like a there's not like a 10k or 12k easy jog in there everything's like 16 17k and then you know seven or eight k in the afternoon yeah so my my standard run is kind of 10 mile these days that's the um that's the i suppose easy run as you'd call it um and that's just I think that's why I'm getting the K's I am and it's feeling quite easy because I'm not actually getting out the door that many times. Um, and it's, I don't know, I I kind of have a fair few loops here in um, Bendigo that are, that are about 15, 16 K. So I find they just kind of tick over quite quite easily. And uh, yeah, I honestly can't remember apart from an Arvo double. The last time I kind of did like a 10 K or 12 K run, it's just kind of 16 K is just the, that's the norm now. I think the, the mind's just used to it. Mm. So. and then so that was the friday workout some easy jogging saturday then your sunday looks like it was 90 minutes at 425 pace i'm thinking probably with the group there in bendigo at seven o'clock on sunday mornings and then it looks like you ran 344 pace for the uh last hour for like 36k yep. in total 36 and a half k yes this is one of my first uh oh, i don't know i don't really I won't really call it a session, but I suppose a bit of um, purpose on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, it was just running with the group for the first um, the first bit, and then just making sure that last hour was um, yeah, it was meant to. I think I averaged three forty fours, and I think Scotty wanted three forty fives, which was good. Um, had had Shawnee Forrest on the bike with me, which was um, which was awesome. Good to have him uh, uh, riding along with me and keeping me a bit of com- company, um, and just trialed a bit of. Uh, taking on some fluids and having a gel as well, so that was um, that was good to practice that kind of stuff because that's one thing I I know I need to practice a little bit more because I'm not not used to it having uh, never done a marathon. So Sean was the uh, the drinks person there, so that was um, that was good fun actually. Really enjoyed it. Looks like you did a big section of that on the um, on the dirt as well. Is that right? Yeah. So I did yeah did um, did the normal loop and then went along wildflower. Yeah. Um, so it's just. Because like trying to run three three forty fives through the bush in Bendigo is not super easy, uh, just because it's a little bit technical and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to get on a a nice road where I can just relax, I suppose, um, and not really think too much. And wildflowers, perfect for that. Um, it's it's still a little bit undulating. Um, so yeah, that was that was good fun actually. I think that was probably my longest run ever. I reckon thirty six and a half k, or pretty close to. Um, this heart rate data, are you wearing yeah, a strap for that? Um, that? I'm pretty sure I would have been wearing. And so I've got one of those polar um, arm 
straps you know the ones the optical one have yep. you seen them before yeah yeah, yeah so i'm pretty sure if i've got heart rate data it's from that um so that should be pretty accurate um i've noticed it's really good um i hate a strap i can't can't stand it it's um yeah i, I don't know i just i've never really worn one so when i put one on it just feels really really strange and i've really uh really liked wearing that the polar one so um yeah all heart rate data should be pretty correct there yeah, so 131 for the first right. 90 minutes, and then the last hour at 3.44 pace was 1.46. Not even working. That's not That's not too bad. That's not pretty, too bad. That's pretty Can't good. Pretty solid. Over a couple <laughs> of hills down there as well. Pretty tired. Um, yeah. So let's talk about this monster of a week this week then. Uh, 194.2K. Talk us through the workouts here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me find the first one uh so went to the track which was i don't know a little bit surprising which was good haven't been to the track in ages um and all the all the bats fans out there would have seen this one on instagram because we did put it on our story um so if you're not following oh, the yeah. bats get around them on the uh on instagram but um we're really lucky we've got a we've got a good track in bendio but i think it's it's got to be one of the windiest tracks in in australia i reckon it's just always windy um and i know a lot of people will hear me always complaining about the wind there but I, hopefully you can back me up on that claim and i know um a few like ali pashley and all that will definitely back me up because the one time she's been up here it was blowing an absolute gale for that 5k frenzy um but this session i did was uh two by two mile and then 2k and 1k um so the instructions here were just to hit uh kind of 72 seconds for that first two mile um and then kick it down to about 70 seconds um, and then gradually get faster in the 2K and 1K. Um, felt pretty good on this. Uh, ran 9.41 for the first two mile, 9.21 uh, for the second one, and then the 2K was 5.37 and then uh, managed to run 2.46 uh, for the last K. So it was pretty big, pretty big workout. Like ended up being 10.7K, um, just jog laps with uh between each each set there um and it was just nice to get on the track and feel running fast again um i don't know i haven't been on the track for probably two weeks so enjoyed that session had a lot of um had a lot of bats out there like i think there was probably maybe seven or eight uh um doing the session um and had a few boys jumping in and out with me which just makes it uh so much easier because i'm kind of used to doing a lot of my training by myself so yeah it was a it was a good session. We got the lights on the going on the track towards the end of the session, and it's us. Have you ever ran no. on a track under lights? Oh, I have. Like not in Bendigo though. Um, he, yeah. yeah, you can't count can't count Box Hill. Those lights don't count as lights. Box Hill <laughs> Lakeside Stadium. I reckon is that a place oh, there yeah. at night time? Um, yeah. Maybe not yeah. that. Yeah, maybe not that often. To be honest, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And like, and we were, I know we were having discussions like oh it's like 6 30 is the perfect time to train because that wind dies down and all that kind of stuff but it's just like when you finish work at 4 30 what do you do for two hours and then you kind of yeah. like you wouldn't be finished till 8 30 kind of thing but it was um yeah because this session went for so long it was kind of uh by the time we were finishing it was by the time we got to that 1k it was like perfect conditions lights were on and it was uh it was really cool so but no, that was um, it was good fun, good fun to get on the track. So uh, they turn those lights on every Tuesday down there. Uh, so they, they they turn them on for the you know the trot around Tuesday, which oh, used to yep. be at the lake. Yep. You know the one. Yep. So that's now at the track. Um, so they turn them on for that. Uh, and I think um, Peter Barrett just wanted to 
I don't know, look after us a little bit. So he, he just flicked them on um, just for us for the last bit of our session. So it's, I don't know, I don't think that'd be on every single Tuesday, but probably, um, yeah, probably half, yeah, probably two Tuesdays a month. They'll definitely be on, so which is pretty cool. And did you spike up for uh, the last bit of that workout or toilet stop or something in there? Three-minute uh, break. Nah, th- yeah, that was a toilet stop. Um, and I just wore the next percents the yeah. whole the whole time through. So the boys kept jogging and I ducked into the loo and then I kind of headed back out and joined them. So yeah, that's what that's what that funny GPS little <laughs> yeah. little thing is there. So yeah, nah, no no spikes. Um, I'll just save them for race day. Yeah. Right at the moment I think. Just a bit of cross country and um, yeah, look after the calves in the with the track work. Next percent yeah. so good on the track anyway, for the kind of pace you're going. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're really good, and I've got a, I've got a pair that um, are pretty new. Actually, they've only done three or four races, and I was kind of like, oh, I might as well use them in training. What about um, this? Uh, and it's yeah, medium long run, twenty-seven point two k at four oh seven. But your Strava title says ultimate flyby. Yeah, so um, that was because I saw big shout out to Jim Russell. Uh, he's a, a bit of a legend here in Bendigo, and he loves Strava and. He's dirty that Strava got rid of the uh, you know, you know the flyby option. How you go into your run, you can see who ran the same time as you and you yeah. passed them. I think you can still so, turn it on, can't you? But didn't they just make yeah. that private or something? Yeah. So everyone's account is default set to their private, so they don't appear. So people mm-hmm. have to go on to change it. So it kind of default, like it's just pointless having yeah. the whole function. Um, and I was running along a street out there in White Hills. And uh, Jim was in the truck, so that's why I called it Ultimate Flyby because he he loves that kind of stuff. So that's what that was all about. But um, yeah, no, it's a, that's my least least favorite run mm-hmm. of the week actually. That medium long run. Uh, um, so I used to do it over a fair few hills, and then got in a bit of bit of trouble from Scotty saying I just needed to um, go flat and go a bit bit faster. So it was um, it was pretty dark on that one, but I had a bit of uh, what did I have? Hilltop Woods, the hard road, I think. Plants. So that was um, that kept me going. Version. Uh, yes, it was actually, yeah, yeah. And I think I had the calling in there as well, so like real, real original Hilltop Woods, which was good fun. That's a good album. And then the big one, uh, Friday workout, 16K at 308 pace, marathon pace, 10 miler. Is that what we got here? Yeah, it's, I don't know, I, yeah, I'm a bit, I don't want to call it marathon pace yet because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of water to go into the bridge, but it was, um, I don't know. Scotty's kind of now talking in 5K splits rather than K splits, and you know you're doing marathon stuff when that happens. So this was this was all about trying to hit between 15:50 to 16 minutes for my 5K um, each 5K split, and um, actually ran a little bit faster. So felt felt pretty good. So I kind of ran um, 15:46 for the first one, so just slightly under than 15:40. And then fifteen thirty-seven. Um, so didn't really mean to get faster, um, but that was just kind of just felt felt in the groove. Um, this was an absolute freezing morning. Um, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, Friday fr- morning, fresh but up it here was. As well. um, yeah, yeah, and it was just like I I wore a long sleeve for the whole session, um, and I did four loops, and it was probably by the the fourth loop that I was actually like, okay, yeah, I feel. I feel like I've warmed up, so it was um, no, it was good fun. Like I, I haven't done a workout that long before, and just even 
continuous, like just running continuously for that long, um, was quite strange. And but no, it was, it was awesome, good fun, really enjoyed it. Um, and that, that we got out pretty early, so the weather was it was cool, but there was um, there was no wind at all. Um, so it was uh, yeah, good fun. That's good. And this new place where you guys are training at Huntley, so we're talking about like northern Bendigo here for people at home, the Echuca yep. side of Bendigo actually. Um, it seems yeah. like, are you guys, is it a bitumen road, tarred road, or you're on the dirt? Yeah, is so, it? Nah. so um, all of it bar the, the very bottom little lake there um, is bitumen. Um, so big shout out to one of the um, OG bats, um, Matt Hook, he actually found this found this loop for me, which was awesome because Bendigo is quite, it's not super hilly, but it's just undulating. Um, and we're really keen to try and find a, a 3 or 4K loop that was flat, that was quiet, that had a shortcut option. Um, so if you're looking on Strava now, it's really good because it's nearly 3K till that sawmill road. Can you see that yep. there? So um, I had the Matt and Ned Buckle, um, the two twins, they joined me and they did... Uh, it was going to be three by three k, but they did a bit extra, so it works perfect because I do a full lap and they cut off at Sawmill Road and then meet me back at the start. So it's a um, it's a perfect loop. So I'm looking looking forward to getting a big um, a big big group of bats out there one morning since it's it's uh it's on the right end uh, for you guys. Yeah, for sure. And we do like longer checker. workouts on a Friday as well, so we can definitely um get down there. And it's pretty similar. We got like a four and a half, four point six, I think it is. Um, kind yeah. of similar, kind of rectangle like that. It looks really similar to the one that we do workouts on. Um, I was going to ask you something about this workout. I've forgotten now because I got distracted by the map. I don't even know what I was going to say. Can't even remember. Oh, so it's just that bottom bit that's dirt, like near the floor. Yeah, so the very bottom. Yep. Uh, nah, so the, yeah, it's the, the, the southern part of the yeah near the footy oval yeah. kind of so it's just that yeah the the most southern part of it so it's probably 400 meters on dirt the rest is on um the rest is bitumen so it's it's good it, it's it can just get real windy because it's pretty exposed out there yeah um, and um oh that's what nah, i was gonna ask the traffic like you have to deal with many cars driving around there oh there's a, there's a tiny little bit but i feel like all the cars out there are not used to seeing people so they kind of really really slow down and they kind of get off the road for us which is quite strange um so we didn't i didn't step off the road once um and we probably saw maybe oh, 10 or 15 cars um during that 16k and all of them actually really slow down and then because the, the road's quite thin it's not a it's not a dual lane road so they kind of move over um and kind of look at you quite funny as three blokes go sprinting past, so it's um yeah, no, it works quite well actually. There's not not a lot of traffic, so and they they're quite patient out there, which is good. And then the final run we'll talk about this morning, um, 35k at 4:17s with the group early, yeah. and then did you pick it up again, two and a half hours? Yeah, a little bit. This was just a bit of a uh, just a bit of a bread and butter um, long run, so just two and a half hours, and just if if you kind of feel good at the end, you can get rolling um was the instructions from scotty so it's uh it's funny how you you do a few of these long runs and all of a sudden yeah you adapt quite quite quickly and you kind of get to like two hours two ten, and you're kind of like oh i still feel full of energy still feel pretty good so 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I probably didn't mean to kick it down as much as I did. Um, but you just kind of once you you get the hills done early, as you know, on that long run, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's a lot of downhill, and you just kind of um, yeah pick the pace up. But no, nah, it was um, it was good actually. Had a really good really good group out this morning. Um, so there's probably nearly 15, 15 of us, um, which was good fun over through the hills and all that kind of stuff. Just uh, waiting for you to come down and make an appearance again. Yeah, well, we're rolling all right up here. I called us the River Bats today. We kind of averaged four minutes, 4.05 the last couple of weeks up here. Nathan Stoke, one of our members from Jails Park, is super fit. Glenn McMillan, who's kind of, you know, he's kind of that sixth, seventh, eighth kind of runner in our team. I think he's going to push for for selection some stage throughout the season. Like, he, that was his longest run he's ever done today, two hours, ten and he yeah, averaged right. four oh sixes. Um yeah. so yeah, they're going good. good. And Archie had to work, so he was out doing solo two hours yesterday. But um yeah, we're going right up here as well. It feels like everyone's kind of just starting to turn a page at the right time of the season. Because we did cop a bit of flack. Um a bit of flack last week. A few people just out there just thinking that we're a bit maybe just um just winged it maybe the first week. It's not gonna last the whole season, things yeah. like that. That's the vibe I'm getting. Like a lot of people loving us, which is good. But um, a lot of people kind of, yeah, just think think the bats maybe fluked around one and the season's going to maybe fall apart from here. You getting the same vibes? Yeah, yeah I had the same uh, same feedback kind of thing where people were saying, oh, yeah, it's easy to rock up just for Jails Park kind of mm. thing. But I actually reckon how we've uh, we've got the same team. Well, we possibly could have the same team. I know we'll chat about it a little bit more, but with Lardner Park, the wonderful thing is it's just the first six over the line, so it's not... um. You don't select your team prior, and so it's going to be quite different. But I think our first six uh, could possibly be stronger because it's a little bit further. So I think that probably suits most of our runners. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I reckon. I don't know. I, I, we could be could be in with a shot of uh, of winning it overall. I reckon. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, we're second overall at Jails Park, and um, Stewie and Ben Buckingham have both left the country. So obviously, two mm. two guys, the team in front of us, two big names to replace that are irreplaceable. They can't slot anyone in that's going to step up like those two do. Um, so that's got to put us as the team to beat, doesn't it? Just on basic maths, there. Same thing. I agree. I can only speak on behalf of um, myself, Archie, and Nathan. But the extra two k helps us. We only get better going from six to eight. And I think having one cross country running our legs already will mean that. Um, yeah, we start a bit more confident. We've been trying to practice doing some stuff on spikes around here. Just um, yeah, I think I think yeah, pretty positive. Like we're not going to sit in the car for us guys up here for four and a half hours if we weren't going to have a crack. So. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting out there, and we're pretty hungry. And and then as the season progresses as well, like when you start bringing in a few other names and you start looking at ten k, fifteen k, half marathon, all on the road, I um I think we're only going to get stronger, not weaker, like a few people have suggested. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Got to doing the talking. Got to start yep. doing the walking. There is a lot of talking going on, so it's uh no, nah, it's good. It's I know uh, the the bending contingent of the bats are, are looking forward to showing that we're not just a uh, one trick pony and we yeah. can we can back up so a few um, people have chips we'll on their going. shoulders which is good which leads us to talking about this week uh <laughs> Lardner Park down near Warrigal so we're kind of for us we're going to go into Melbourne and then to the other side of Melbourne and then kind of out of Melbourne for an hour 
and a bit to get there. So it's, a, it's probably the biggest trip we do all season of the 10 race season. Um, this race hasn't been there for the last, oh, I think maybe eight, nine years. Did look up some results. I looked up that in 2009, when we were in Division 1, I came 24th and you come 43rd. And uh, the year after, that year actually, we finished 8th in Div, Div 1, so kind of like third last team. And then the year after 2010, we finished last in Div 1. I come 22nd. We only had one other guy in the um, top 100. So not a good history at this location. Brutal course. There's a fence to jump. There's ditches to jump. If it rains, it's no good. It's a real kind of tough man's uh, course, this one coming up this weekend. Yeah, I've got I've got memories of, uh, of going down to Warrigal and it's just always... It is wet, always cold. The grass is so thick and green, and it's just muddy. Uh, so I can't, I can't wait to get back down there and hopefully, um, hopefully flip that result from a while ago. You had me uh, on toast that day, actually, and I, I reckon I was pretty, pretty stoked with my 40, uh, 43rd position <laughs> there. But um, we'll, we'll just have to. I'm actually looking at the results now and and seeing all the people that rolled me in between you and me. But um, yeah, you finished just behind Blitz. Actually, Mark Blitz, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's gone on to do some he good was, things. Uh, I'm yeah, still running around the AV line in the park. He has. I wonder if he'll be down there on the weekend. Probably yeah. not. Did Geelong play on Friday night? I might get down for a Saturday race afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see him trying to jump the fence now. I don't know how he goes. <laughs> oh. He's put on a bit of weight. He certainly has. Cross-country days. So the course looks good. It's going to be true cross-country down there. Benigo Bats' team looks good. Um, and, yeah, we're pretty pretty looking forward to having a good crack at it. Um, anything else to add about this week's – like, you're going to have a full crack? You're going to win it? Yeah, well, it, like it's – I don't know. The good thing about AV is you just never know who's going to rock up. Um, and they're, they're really tough events to win. Like, I know uh, 2019, I think I only won – one race, um, and I thought I was in pretty good form. Uh, and but I just had like Harry Summers would rock up, and then you had like Liam Adams, and you'd have a few different MTC guys, and it's just uh, you never know. So it's I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have a crack. Um, I probably won't really I won't taper for it. So my week I'll do a session on Thursday rather than Friday, um, and I'll probably still try and hit pretty high mileage. So I'll still have a crack. Um, I'll aim. I don't know my goal is to win, um, but we'll just wait and see. But I'm, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like this is a, it's a tough course. Like a, like the fence jump is, I don't know. It's, it's going to be playing on a few people's minds. I think like some people are going to be on. Oh, do I, do I hurdle it? Do I stop and put one leg over and hop over? Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be very different. So, it's, uh, I know I'm just looking forward to seeing, getting down there, doing a warm up of the course, and just going. Oh, geez, there's going to be some carnage today. So. We'll, um, we'll wait and see, wait and see who rocks up. There is that travelling factor for people in Melbourne as well. Like, they don't like travelling too much, so they've got to sit in the car for an hour of 20. Um, so maybe yeah. some don't rock up, maybe some teams are a bit weak, where we've kind of made the commitment to get there. Yeah, we've got we've got our good numbers, actually. We've got nearly probably 30 people coming down, so um, a fair few juniors, uh, and then a lot of uh, a lot of men and some women as well, so it's... There's, the bat's going to be down there in force, uh, which is awesome. Good to see, like, because it, it is a big day out. It's like your your whole Saturday is kind of gone. But we, I don't know, we love it. It's a, it's part of being part of being a bat, and that's what we really like that team aspect as well. Because half the fun's kind of going down, and 
I know the laughs you're having in the car or the bus and then the uh, the Macca stops on the way home and all that kind of stuff. So it's um yeah, it's gonna be good fun and there's gonna be a lot of Bendigo Bendigo runners down there. So it's gonna be a long day. But anyway, forward to it. Hopefully a successful day. <laughs> Should we uh bring in our guest for this week, the bat that we want to introduce the audience yeah. to? Let's bring him in. All right, our guest is here. He is a member of the Bendigo Bats uh, running team, one of the one of the quicker members of the team, and maybe the only Oceana record holder who uh, wears a bat singlet. He's the Oceana half marathon under twenty record holder. Has a half marathon PB of sixty five forty three, ten k PB of thirty twenty six, five k PB of fourteen twenty seven. And a three K PB of eight twenty five. Archie Reed, welcome to the uh, Road to Divi One podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Did I get those PBs right? Because I was looking at your IWF profile as I was reading them out, and I know it's not hundred percent accurate on here. Yeah, a couple of them. Um, I like the five K. Like that wasn't an official race. That that five K in Collingwood. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All of them are pretty accurate. Did you know about that record, Andy? No, I didn't. When you were saying that, I was like, what is what is he talking about here? But uh, yeah, well, yeah, no, had, that's impressive. We only figured it out the other week because he got this little code on his IAAF profile next to his half marathon that said AU20B, and we couldn't work out what it was. And then we had to like search the codes up, and yeah, Archie discovered that it was the uh, Australian and Oceania under 20 half marathon record from down at uh, Launceston end of last year. So that's that's a good that's a good stat for a bat. Yeah, that is. That's uh that's bloody impressive actually. It's um yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. So you you've done well there, Archie. I think you are I think it's very safe to say you are the only bat that has an Oceania record. So it's uh very impressive. That's very good. I think you took it off Jack Rayner as well, which is a nice person to take it off. Hey Archie, Help. which is your um favorite P B out of all those ones? Um Definitely, probably the half marathon. Just that, just the uh, so like, I wanted to get under sixty six, so I reckon just get that, and then the, yeah, just unexpectedly get the um the Oceana record. I didn't realize I had it, and then saw the code on the um on the World Athletics profile, so I was pretty happy to get it on. Yeah, and that was one because we did that time trial where you ran a similar kind of time and it was good to actually do it in an official race. And I know your preparation leading up to that, I was kind of injured and helping out a lot on the bike and it was um, it was good to see you cash in because you are doing some really good workouts leading into that one. But um, give us some more details or give the listeners a few more details because Andy and I kind of know about uh, who Archie Reid is, how old you are, what you do for a job, a bit about yourself. Give us a bit of a spiel. So um, I'm 19. I um so I run like um pretty much yeah I run I train every day just like any other uh professional distance runner would but I yeah I work full time as well I work at my parents uh business it's a burger shop and so it's called Brew Burger in um Chuga. and then I also work at the bar as well which is next door and then, yeah, I work there pretty much full-time and run, yeah, run like um, doing about 130K a week at the moment. So that's Very going nice. pretty well at the moment. And that's trying good. to crack that's... into the property market, Andy. It's getting a bit hard for young people up here, though. All the boomers are pushing all the prices up. Really? That's, uh, yeah, wow. I'm 
Yeah, I still don't have it in my house, and I'm 30, so it's uh, what are you 19? Did you say Archie? Yeah, 19. I'm yeah. turning 20 um, in June next, so next month. Now, what's the story? Whenever I see you come down to Bendigo, you're rolling around in this Audi. Can you where where do you get oh. this Audi from? And tell me a bit about it's this nice car. car. I always look at it yeah. and go, shit, what has happened here? <laughs> oh, yeah. What about, before you go, can I just share, when I looked at this car parked on the side of our workout location on, um, on I think it was Friday morning, you've got something hanging from your rear view mirror, and I'm pretty sure it says like, does it say like sex tape or something like that on there? Oh. Sex sex cream or something like that? What does it actually say? Oh, that's, um... It reminded me that I was training with a 19-year-old anyway. <laughs> it's um the... um. Oh, what they call you know they're like the those smelly um yeah refresher refresher things. It's like yeah. that. It's called sex wax. Sex wax. That's it. Yeah, it's popular like for teenagers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, as a thirty-three-year-old, I looked at it and thought, "What the hell is that hanging from his rear yeah. vision mirror?" Yeah, it's like it's like the brand that they put on their surfboards. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. You know, like the wax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm too old for this stuff. Just tell us about the car. Just a bit out of place. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually I bought the car in Bendigo, but um, it um, it looks a lot more than looks better than it's worth actually. Okay. So yeah, All right. So I'm just I'm just always impressed. It's uh yeah, just keep keep telling people it's worth a lot of money, and you might yeah. uh, might get some success from it. But um. No, I suppose it's it's good to hear from you, and it's I, I know the reason why Brady and I are kind of doing this just so that people get to know some of the people that um that run with Bendigo, and then they can kind of follow them um throughout the season. So for this weekend, um, have you ever ran at Lardner Park before? No, I've never ran there before. So yeah, Andy, he would have been nine last time this race was on at Lardner Park. Yeah, well, I was just yeah. building a bit of moment. <laughs> it was ten years ago. Going through. Yeah, so how are you? How are you feeling ahead of this um, this weekend? And you looking forward to a eight k cross country compared to six at Jowls? Yeah, I think Jowls was a good like sort of a warm up for it. I reckon like um, I didn't run as well as I should have in Jowls, but um, I'm hoping like a yeah, just a bit of a blow of the cobwebs with Jowls, and then um, a bit of a longer race in Lardner Park should suit me a bit better yeah, yeah perfect now what what lessons have you learned from jails uh definitely not to go out too hard yeah and what about uh what about footwear are you going to change because you wore the next percents at jails yeah i'm definitely gonna go with spikes in Lardner park just so the um like i thought next percent would go right but just with the grass like sort of sunk in like every step felt like i was sinking in so it didn't feel the best archie does do um on our grass track up here he does workouts in them on the track i've never used him in the track grass workouts before but he hit some good times wearing them on the grass track up here yeah i've i've never worn them on grass and i just find the the thick of the grass like i would imagine the thick of the grass and the worst they are and gels park it was like they hadn't had a mower on that for about a year um it was it was pretty long and i don't know i reckon if you wore them at at lardner they might get stuck in a mud pit and you might yeah. come out with only one shoe on or something like that so yeah, glad spark, to hear you wearing the spikes spark, really go. It's good he's been yeah. cracked doing a few like grassy jogs up here like as our second runs 
just um, to get the calves and Achilles and stuff ready for spikes as well. Um, Archie, you got any like AV clubs that you like beating or like racing against? Um, probably just those like top ones, like Western Athletics or like, um, yeah, like Box Hill, just any of those top clubs, it's always good to beat, I reckon. Mm, yeah, pretty deep those clubs as well, so it's good if you're racing against those ones. And um, the favourite race you've ever done? I'd have to say the um, uh, Rack Half Marathon. Some people probably heard of it as like a one of those really elite races where they like they all run like 59, 58. It's near um, Dubai. Mm. So it's Rack. It stands for Rasa Climber. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's just I did it probably. Oh, I think it was three years ago. But it's just like really good experience to do that on yeah it's what pretty times you're on there aren't you um 67 uh might have been yeah i'm not exactly sure but it's like 67 something as like a 17 year old at the time would it two years ago yeah yeah i was 17 so i ran so i won the um uh must have been under 18 or under 20 age group yeah that was and- pretty good isn't it Got like first ever prize money. So oh, they gave you prize money for it. Yeah, the, they got heaps of money over there, so it was Jeez. pretty awesome. Not too many races where they're paying out under twenty prize money getting around. Did you know yeah. that going into that race there was prize money? Oh, I knew there was going to be a little bit, but I had no idea how much it was going to be or anything. So yeah, that's good. And your mum, Linda, is a travel agent as well, so you've got to race and train in some pretty. Um, amazing locations considering your age do you want to like just tell us about some of the places you've raced and trained overseas yeah so um yeah with my mum being a travel agent it's pretty helpful she can always get find the good flights so i've gone like um yeah done the first one in the rack half marathon which is yeah near dubai and then i went from there i went straight to kenya so that was a really good experience to go there trained for two weeks with the Kenyans. So, um, that, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And then I've also trained, um, I've also gone over to Spain for the uh, Valencia Half Marathon. That was um, a year later there. Yeah, some amazing racing experience in there. What did you learn in um, Kenya? What were some of the highlights or things that kind of struck you as to the way they kind of operate with their training over there? Um, probably just the way they like, just that everyone runs. So like you wake up, you go out for a run, you'll see like 100, 100 runners just running around like in big packs and everything. Just like It's just like their culture really. Mm, bit different little Chukamoama. Yeah. See one other person running, you're like, who is that? Quick, wind down your window. Ask him who wants to meet us on Tuesday. It's just completely different. Um, it's a bit, very different, good. bit different down here in Bendigo with the uh, with all the bats. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah, definitely not like that. But um, Archie, two questions here. What is your yeah. favourite workout and what is your least favourite? I reckon my favourite workout would have to be the Moose Fartlek. So if anyone's listened to um, Inside Running Podcast, Moose Farlek is three minutes um, at sort of that 10K pace and then one minute easy. 
and one minute fast. So probably like uh, 3K, 5K pace. And that's five of those. So that's probably my favorite workout just because it, feel, it always feels like I get a good workout of it while it goes pretty fast. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts about naming a workout after yourself? You fit uh, that or? I don't really mind it, but I'm not sure if I would ever do it. I actually reckon it should be named after Archie because he's covered the most distance in it. Andy, don't you think? If you can actually, um, if you do it better than anyone else has ever done it, you name it after yourself. Yeah, I reckon that, that's pretty fair, actually. I reckon um, a few people might change their training plans and call it Reed Fight Lake or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a I've smart actually, idea. I've never done Mona Fight Lake, but I've done Moose Fight Lake. Oh, you've never done Mona? No. Never. Oh, we should put that in the program in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Just come just come down to Bendigo on a Tuesday night and you'll be able to join with Cookie. Yeah. yeah. The with Beast the, does that every Tuesday. I don't know if I'd be able to keep up with the Beast, but... Oh, no, his floats, uh, it's, it's, yeah, he means business. So it's yeah. pretty, pretty hard, actually. It's pretty easy. solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. Floats are different than jogs with the uh, Moose Fart Lake. And then your least favorite workout, Archie? Um, Not really too sure, but I'd probably say, like, just 400 meter reps or something. Just those real, like, lactic sessions that I'm not, I'm not the best at. But um, no real real least favorite workout i reckon yeah and my last question um a runner you look up to or like admire like a role model kind of anyone i know for me it was like craig Mott from growing up have you got someone that you like watching race yeah i'd probably say on the um i'm more on the like sort of african side like obviously i love like the australian distance runners like um watched a bit of like craig Mottram, but like um I reckon I'd say like Harley Gabriel Selassie. Yeah. And, um, old school. Yeah, real like old school. Just, I don't know, just I went through a stage where I just was obsessed with like watching his, um, just his running videos and everything like just really inspired me a lot. Yeah. Just uh, the way he, they, makes, he makes it look easy, hey? Yeah. Just the way they train and like the way they look really, yeah. And he knows how to finish a race. It's yeah. That Sydney uh, Olympic final, the 10K. That's an amazing race. If, if yeah. listeners haven't watched that recently, put that on YouTube. Yeah, it's um, pretty special. But Archie, I've got one more question for you. Uh, we share, yeah. You don't know, so it's going to be uh, off the cuff a little bit. But obviously, um, being from, you you ran down here in, uh, in Bendigo as a junior. Um, and then probably, what was it, two or three years ago, um, you joined Brady um so both of you lived up in Atukamoama together um and then you kind of didn't really do much running together and then all of a sudden you kind of seemed to be jumping in with sessions with him and then um and now he's kind of well he's your coach um what kind of what happened what happened there and how have you found um training and being coached by by Brady and how has that um how has that had an impact on your running um yeah so I I used to be coached by um, Laurie Edmondston. He was like my coach in Echuca for like uh, since uh, when I started running. And um, yes, yeah, so I, I was coached by him for about oh, five, probably five or six years. And then, yeah, um, yeah so I followed his programs and everything. 
yeah, I started training with Brady probably start of like the COVID when COVID started. Yeah, it was only about just over twelve months ago. Yeah. Just like, oh, we used to do the odd session together mm. but it wouldn't it would never really work out in our different programs. And then um yeah, I just started doing every workout with him. And then um yeah, I found out like I really enjoyed his workouts and um yeah, joined in with him. And then um yeah, slowly slowly started to pay off like a few time trials and stuff started to really work for me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Then just, yeah, slowly worked into Brady writing my programs. Yeah. Perfect. No, it's, that's good. I think it like, it's so good to have uh, like someone to train with, but then it's also so good having a coach that can, um, he's, he's been through what you've been through. So he kind of understands, he knows how easy it is to get carried away and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I just think the biggest thing is like just having people to train with. Like it's it makes it so much easier going out there yeah. knowing, oh, yeah, I've got to do eight by one k or whatever it is. But there's going to be a bloke next to me that's going to be going through that as well. Um, that's what I kind of find. So it's yeah, it's good to see you boys have linked up and yeah, you work together. And I think you both make each other better, which is handy for our uh, cross country team. Yeah, definitely. I have had a couple of glimpses, Andy. Like Friday was one of them, and I think the Tuesday before that was another one where I'm like, oh. My days of doing this might be numbered because I'm not getting much quicker. And Archie's, I'm getting older and he's getting fitter and faster. And it's like, you know, do I get one more year out of him being my training partner before he's too fast for me or six months or 10 months? Or, um, yeah, there's been a couple of times in the last month that he's handed my ass to me pretty easy in some workouts. And I've been out the back door pretty quick. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it while I can because I know it's not going to last for, for much longer. That's oh, good. Keep your toes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep me running too hard in workouts, trying to keep up maybe as well. <laughs> anyway, awesome, Archie. Well, thanks for your time tonight. Um, we're pretty much going to end the show here. So this will be – we'll go out with a bit of um, outro music in a second. Listeners will be able to, uh, you know, follow us on Strava if you want to see how we go out in the park on the weekend. As Andy said before, we called Archie. It's um, where we finish in the race. That's how many points we get. It's the team with the lowest score for your six runners that ends up winning the round. So um, ideally, it's about getting as many guys over the finish line as uh, as low as possible. Hopefully, we can all sneak into the top, I don't know, top 40 maybe. If we can get all six in the top 40, I think that would be a pretty good day out. And yeah, um, yep. yeah we'll see what happens. It's, it's one of those ones you're just never sure. And if someone has a shocker and comes in at 70th, it can really kind of impact your, your score. But we'll see what happens Leading in, um, if you enjoy this for a bit of fun, podcasts do work on um, the algorithm works on like reviews and stuff. So if you want to give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, that would be really fantastic. And share it with a friend if you think they're keen. We're done, fellas. See us, see you Saturday, Andy. No worries. Yeah, see can't you, wait. See you Tuesday, Archie, when we go to Shep to train on the track. Yeah. Good. Right, boys. You're coming down to Bendigo. Oh, it's Shep's like 50 minutes. Bendigo's like 70. It's just like a bit too far. Thought about it. I think Glenn was going to... He was half thinking about going down. But um, yeah, we're going to go to Shep instead. Because then we can meet Nathan as well, who comes over from like Cobram Baruga. Ah, uh, yep. So yep, we, nice. yeah, three of us can go that enough. way. All right, guys. Catch All you right, next time. Quick. Catch you later. Bye. See you. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.